0: Hello and welcome to Extra Credit, the podcast that connects you to what's happening in Hamilton County Schools and answers your most pressing questions. I'm your host, Cody Patterson, and today we continue our weekly summer series called Behind the Board. The goal of Behind the Board is for our listeners to get to know each member of the Hamilton County School Board. Today's guest is Jenny Hill, who serves as a Hamilton County School Board member from District 6. Jenny, appreciate your time. Glad you're here. How's your day going so far?
1: My day is going well.
0: What's something new, interesting, or surprising that you've learned in the last few days?
1: Something that um, that I've been really diving into in the last few days is the idea of gentrification. Okay. And exploring with some other community volunteers what kind of fears we have as a community about how those of us who work in Chattanooga can afford to live in Chattanooga 10 and 15 years from now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just have gotten some other perspectives on that that I hadn't had before. So, I'm always learning new things.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's really important that we have members of our school board who are interested in lifelong learning, right? It sets the tone and it's a good role model not only for our staff but also for our students who listen to this and who are curious like, "Hmm, what does a school board person do?" right? And so we'll kind of dive right in. So, before we we talk about your experience on the board, Tell our listeners about you. So, what do you do outside the board, like a day job? What are your hobbies? Uh, what does a typical day in your life look like outside of board meetings and board activities?
1: Well, for students that are listening, um, I would uh, I would let them know that my daily life and my daily routine has changed a lot over the course of my career. Um, I I started my career with a degree in English from Furman University and was mm-hmm. really fortunate to get a job right out of college writing for a custom publishing company. And very quickly just by by way of the company that I was hired at um, moved up through um, management into into a primary leadership role at that company. And so you know my day, Began as a, a young person writing all day long, which was a real dream come true. Mm-hmm. But it quickly moved into um, leading people, managing teams, um, selling, and so I, um, along with my husband, own a company that we founded almost 20 years ago called uh, Papercut Interactive. It's a website development company. And um, when I ran for school board, I was working full-time in our company business. Mm-hmm. And what I found was um, you know, public service um, is a calling for me and that I wanted to be able to spend more time on my work as a school board member than I wanted to spend at my work Mm
0: -hmm. that
1: was my job that paid me money. (laughs) Um, And and so since then, um, my my daily routine has changed a great deal because I actually made a decision to step back from a lot of my daily responsibilities at my company um, and instead to really dig in deep on a lot of the complex issues that are facing our community. Mm-hmm. And um, those, a lot of those relate to my work on school board. So um, for me, um, I have two kids in high school. Or no, that's not true. I have two children. One is in high school and one is in middle school. But mm-hmm. golly, knocking on the door of eighth grade as fast as he can go. So um, 16-year-old, junior in high school, and a um, seventh grader who's 13. And so my day starts. Um, I... I Do not pop out of bed bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I always hit snooze, and I'm up by about (laughs) 7. And um, get all ready for the day and take my dog for a walk. My dog's name is Fran, and she is...
0: What kind of dog? You got to give us a visual here.
1: Well, she's a redhead, (laughs) and she is short. She's 10 pounds. We rescued her. Actually, the Saturday after school's closed for COVID, so on the I guess the 14th of March of 2020, we um, started fostering her, and she's probably a little Pomeranian-Chihuahua mix, and she looks like she wears Cleopatra eyeliner, oh. and she's pointy <laughs> a little. She's when she sleeps, she looks like a fox. So anyway, Fran and I go for a walk, and then um, everybody does their breakfast, and then we get everybody to school. And typically my day, I hit the ground running with meetings at about nine. And so Mm -hmm. um, it's probably more detail than everybody wants. But, um, you know, my day usually is filled with a handful of projects that are really important to me, whether that's um, looking at equity in our school system, um, facilities in our school system, Mm -hmm. um, housing affordability within our community. Um, policy related to um, how we how we make sure Chattanooga remains a great place to live and, and raise a family, um, poverty, um, stuff that's tough.
0: And I think it's important when you talk about policy, just for our listeners to know, you also hold another office, which I think is pretty fascinating. You're, so give us a little more backstory on that too, because that's a big component outside of your board work.
1: Sure. I have recently been elected to... Um, represent the people of Chattanooga City District 2 on the Chattanooga City Council. Um, And, you know, I think that the way that I approach my work on school board is part of what has earned me the trust of people um, Mm -hmm. in my area of our city. You know, when I joined school board, I decided to... uh, I offered my services as, or accepted the nomination to be the legislative chair, for example. So, in being that legislative representative, it just so happened it was a pretty tumultuous year in Nashville, and I found myself writing letters or uh, writing columns for the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, deep um, outreach to our um, local leaders and our uh, Nashville delegation, talking to people. Um, in Nashville and and testifying in front of the education committee. So being elected to city council, um, I've stepped back just that much further from what used to be my regular daily life to really dedicate uh, myself full-time to public service. Um, And, And
0: it's fascinating to me, you know, I came from Louisville, which is a metro government, and so in Chattanooga we've got all kinds of municipalities and we've got the county government and the city government, and I think it's interesting for our listeners to know that you serve both on the county side and the city side, which is pretty unique. I don't know if we've ever had that kind of setup before on the board. So I think it's it's certainly a benefit for folks that you can live in both worlds, right?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm actually the first person to ever do it. Okay, um, well, in, there we go. Yeah. Mark your podcast, first <laughs> ever. Um, it, in um, Because it actually just became legal mm-hmm. um, in the city of Chattanooga for that to happen back in November, um, voters overwhelmingly passed that change to the city charter. Sure. And um, on school board right now, we are making um, tremendous strides toward addressing decades-long inequities, and that work is so important that even as I was being asked to run for city council, I felt like it was critical that I continue to be a voice for district six through mm-hmm. through the remainder of my term
0: yeah and, and thinking about you know the different you mentioned equity and some other things just from your view why is public education so important
1: public education is key to have an educated citizenship citizenry and quality pub, public education for hamilton county is the number one determinant of our economic future Mm -hmm. and the better we as Hamilton County do our job to educate the children and the students of Hamilton County the brighter our future is
0: so thinking about in, in your time on the board what's something that you really enjoy what's a component that you know when you join the board You're like wow this is great like I really enjoy this component of being a board member
1: I don't know that it's necessarily a surprise that I enjoy this, but something that I enjoy very much about serving on school board and, and the particular work that I do is having a strategic plan mm-hmm. and knowing that we are moving the needle for students a- across the county. And the thing that gets me going every, every day as I do this work is knowing that we have 70% of our students in Hamilton County that for decades have been underserved Mm -hmm. by our school system. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's my job as a school board member to constantly ask hard questions about how do we get there to encourage innovation, support um, smart risk-taking to try new things, um, and ultimately see it improve in Hamilton County I mean wouldn't it be wonderful if if that's the thing we're known for is nobody else could figure this out and Hamilton County schools put the effort in got uncomfortable acknowledged our um, shortcomings and got it done for Mm -hmm. kids I mean we'd be unstoppable as a county if when we can crack that nut
0: yeah that's awesome well and I know it is complex, and I know, you know the board adopted you know, some equity policy and educator diversity policy, and I know those are tremendous things. And, and I know people have commented that we're taking steps, right, in the right direction, uh, but there's still a ways to go. And thinking about the flow of your day as a board member, you kind of gave us a flavor of when you wake up and what your schedule is like, but a lot of our listeners have this idea that you know, when they turn off the YouTube or whatever they're watching the board meeting, or if they come to the board meeting, that that's it. Like you just come in, you do your thing and then leave and that's it. But talk to them about, you know, constituent communications and like, you know, it's you, we're not talking about, you know, Jenny Hills getting three or four emails a day and maybe a call or two. like, give them a real sense of how the communication ebbs and flows as a board member.
1: Sure. So, you know, sometimes, um, it is just one or two emails a day. I mean, I've, I've, Handled a couple of different constituent questions this morning before mm-hmm. I came here um, to record. And same thing with my city council work. Um, but then other times there are issues at hand that are very important to people. Um, sometimes it's related to their specific school. Sometimes it's um, a question um, of something quite, quite bigger than that. So, for example, I mean, we've moved through uh, an entire school year almost with the COVID-19 pandemic looming over us, and that's something that obviously parents have many concerns about, and um, often I will find that constituent feedback covers the entire spectrum of perspectives on an issue. If a parent has taken the time to reach out, it matters a whole lot to them, and it consequently it has to matter a whole lot to me, and it does.
0: There was no plan. There was no collaborative PD you could go to when COVID erupted, and I think one thing that's really important for our listeners to know is that the board didn't sit around and wait. You know, you all took action. You set a vision, and then Dr. Johnson launched. You know, the school reopening task force, and from there, I mean, I my perspective is that we led out. And if you look at where we're trending to close the year, having been in school about 88% of the year for a district of our size. I would say that's remarkable what's a reflection or two you have from when you got that call last year about COVID and the schools are going to close up until now
1: it's very important for me to help the system see beyond the horizon Mm -hmm. you know looking that way because when you have 45,000 students and and 6,000 staff um it's a it's a significant burden of responsibility Mm -hmm. to to make thoughtful choices and I advocated strongly for a reopening plan that was based on data not on emotion I see that in Hamilton County Schools we acknowledged that this was a highly complex problem and we addressed it with an equally complex answer and because we recognized just the layers upon layers upon layers of complexity and questions, we came through it, are coming through it with students who have a better grasp of the academic material for this year than we would have otherwise. Mm -hmm. We've seen an acceleration of innovation. I would say we've probably made a five to 10 year leap in the space of a year. Mm -hmm. So things that we would not have thought were realistic, um, things like large scale video conferencing and teaching and and relationship building uh, through a screen, we would have been Education would have gotten there kicking and screaming, mm-hmm. but instead, education landed there by virtue of necessity. And I'm excited, looking forward, to see what sticks around and how we help students engage with their curriculum in a myriad of ways that perhaps we wouldn't have 18 months ago.
0: hmm And speaking about excitement for the upcoming year, if you had to pick one thing for the upcoming school year, what are you most excited about or looking forward to after what we've all just lived through?
1: I'm most excited for students to get to be um, with their friends and with their teachers in a less um, physically restrictive Mm -hmm. environment. You know, I'm, I'm so thankful I'm fully vaccinated now and I became an aunt for the first time ever in November thank you Um, and it was such a joy to my heart at Easter to walk into a family celebration where everybody was vaccinated and get to pick that baby up and get all in his face Mm -hmm. and smile and giggle and goo just the way that I that that we all used to And, and the way that that fed my soul brings tears to my eyes to, to remember.
0: So what's an interesting thing about Jenny Hill that, that people may not know about you or that they might find interesting about Jenny Hill?
1: I am a major, minor motion picture movie star.
0: Okay. Do tell.
1: You can find me featured in the um, movie Girls Gone Graveling 2. It is a video produced out of Tennessee about catching catfish with your hands okay. known as grabbling or noodling
0: but okay noodling yeah noodling
1: that, is but... more an Oklahoma name but I um, when my daughter was young had the opportunity to um, go grabbling
0: and <laughs> oh my goodness
1: as part of the part of the experience that was filmed and I with very little dignity yanked a seven pound blue catfish out of its hole and you can't see it with um with this technology but I do have a small scar from my experience and that you uh,
0: obviously are quite proud of oh I am so the last question we always like to ask anybody we have on the podcast is who's your favorite teacher or a teacher that really made an impact on you throughout your educational experience. Doesn't have to be the number one favorite, just someone that that really comes to your mind, and what kind of impact did they have that still lives with you today?
1: The teacher that had the most impact on me was a teacher I had when I was a student at Hamilton County Schools at Chattanooga School for the Arts and Sciences. Her name is Wilhelmina Moore. Okay. And she went on to be a principal, um, but... Mrs. Moore was my math teacher, 5th grade, 6th grade, and 7th grade. So bless her heart, because Jenny Kellogg was quite a spitfire, as Jenny (laughs) Kellogg Hill is now. Um, And other students, many other students, had multiple math, like a different math teacher every year. But it just so happened that she got me and my best friend Gail in her class year after year after year. But Mrs. Moore called us, my babies! (laughs) And she would pull us to her and and hug her up. And she gave us some um, important advice about dating, which I can share offline. And as I grew up, she rem- was at that school, which I, it goes K12, so she saw me grow up and she always expected a whole lot out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, she also had um, she had a way of making um, the math lessons pretty fun. And there's a lot of things I remember from her classes that way. But even more than that, I think is just the relationship and the encouragement mm-hmm. and the character accountability. Um, that she provided and even now you know I I saw her um, year well the last time there was the Chattery Easter egg hunt and she just hugged me up Kellogg how are you doing and she'd asked about my brother and um, she's just a wonderful woman and I'm very thankful to have had her for a teacher for three years.
0: I love that well we appreciate you sharing that and and thanks again for taking time to chat with us and and let our listeners and community get to know you a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And thank you to our listeners for joining us for today's episode of Extra Credit, a podcast that connects you with what's happening in Hamilton County schools and answers your most pressing questions. Be sure to join us next time as we continue our summer series, Behind the Board. And don't forget to send any questions you have about Hamilton County schools to communications at hcde.org. Have a great day, and remember, we are Hamilton.